0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dapper Villains Podcast. I'm Dana Blue, and as always, joined by my beautiful seat co host, Jay Such Dave. Jay, what's going on, brother?
1: I'm very good, brother. I'm very excited about today's guest. Yeah, we
0: got a big week coming up. So, guys, do not forget before we get started subscribe to the Dapper Villains Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, anywhere you get your audio, we are there. You can check us out we've also got the episodes up on the youtube channel so if that's how you want to consume it please do we got a great episode for you guys today we're joined by two gentlemen from my neck of the woods right one in rhode island one in boston the uh, Satorial Armenians. we have alexan and sean with us and uh, these guys have been you know hitting us up on instagram we've been sharing each other's content for a while i love what you you guys are doing suit wise you're doing some really cool stuff so Thank you for taking the time to come on the show.
2: Thank you guys for having us. You know, we're, we're super honored to be here. We're super, you know, grateful to talk to you guys all about, you know, great things menswear and, you know, especially go back. We're from the same hometown, Dana. And, yeah. you know, Jay, maybe one day you'll come and visit me here too. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: sure. For sure. <laughs> we'll
2: get Jay eating some hogs. That's, oh my God. It's seafood, seafood heaven down here in Rhode Island. And Boston oh, really? for that matter.
3: What about Armenian food?
2: But that we got to go to Watertown for, so that's yeah, shots. You got go to
3: go Watertown. Yeah, you got to Arsenal Mall, you right? come to my neck of the woods. Yeah, that area. Yep. How big is the Armenian community over there? Uh, in Watertown, I believe it's it's like uh, I would say Boston in general is like the second largest population of Armenians in the U.S.
2: Outside of Armenia, so yeah, the largest diaspora is in California, and the second largest would probably be Massachusetts, yeah. followed by you know in New York. Michigan yeah. or Rhode Island.
0: Yeah, so Watertown in, in Massachusetts is like, with Armenians, is like Johnston and Italians in Rhode Island. Yep, yeah, easily. Or Federal Hill. Yeah.
3: Federal Hill. It, it's a Federal Hill.
0: <laughs> when I was living there, and you know, I was living in Boston in the 90s, there was, there was a mall in Watertown. I think it's called Arsenal Mall. They're rebuilding it currently. They just yeah. knocked that down, and they're rebuilding. There, there was a dope um, Armenian restaurant in there I used to go to. You remember the name of it? I don't. I don't like remember it. Twenty something years ago, <laughs> it was like right there. It was what wasn't in the mall. It was like right next to the mall, a little Armenian spot.
4: Nice.
2: Get your, you know, shish kebab, chicken kebab, the rolled grape leaves, and then yeah. right, you know, right next door, the next street over is Mount Auburn Street. So you got all the Armenian markets
0: there. Nice. All three oh, of them. Nice. So it's. I mean, you walk down the whole street. So how how would you guys get into the uh, the space, into the menswear space? Well to do to talk about that when i was 15
2: right um take a step back a little bit is i actually had a technology like youtube review channel okay so i would email all these like companies when i was younger um to review different you know phone cases battery charges whatever and that kind of went on for a little while and as i got into college later on um around 2017 is kind of when Instagram influencers were becoming popular. I said, okay, let me try it with something else and we'll do it with, with menswear. So
4: mm. that
2: was the original first, like sartorial Armenian where was reviewing different menswear brands. Um, I've always been a bigger guy. So, you know, helping people who are of the same stature as myself was always important. You know, you walk into Macy's, you walk into Nordstrom, you can never find anything that really fit you. Or if you did, you didn't really like it. So and nothing for us. Exactly. Um, so I went down, started going down the custom route and evaluating, you know, different custom clothiers. Um, and then later on, actually, Shant broke his leg. Um, and a mutual friend of ours one day introduced us. Um, so I had started hanging out with Shant and, you know, Shant will tell you at two o'clock in the morning, we start sending swatches back and forth to each other. We're like, we, we both found out we were interested in menswear. And um Long story short, after that, we decided to buy our first custom suits together. We're like, let's just try another place and see what happens. So um, they came in. <laughs> they, weren't, um, <laughs> they weren't that great. They were horrible. <laughs>
4: yeah. horrible. But we
2: were surprised that we could actually measure ourselves and get something decent that we could kind of you know, walk away with and at least kind of present ourselves. So we both looked at each other and were like, why don't we try and start a business doing this? Um, and thus, the
0: Sartorial Armenians was born nice so you guys have like how's COVID impacted you guys because you know america's been pr- pretty rough
3: it, it's been pretty rough i mean it's, it's obviously down a lot of people are being cautious about the in-person um but we've actually lately you know we're starting to it's given us a, a good amount of time to work on other things and other aspects of our business um, we've started designing our own pocket squares now nice. um you know and other accessories we're starting We'll be launching a whole bunch of different products soon. So, I mean, it, it's given us good time actually to work on and build our company's foundation.
2: Definitely. I would agree with that. You know, it allowed us to take a step back, focus more on brand building, which, you know, it sometimes yeah. can get, you know, lost in the mix of things where you're just trying to go after your client after client, um, mm-hmm. especially younger brands, which we are. We've only been doing this for about a year You know, Jay, I know Mm. you recently last week were talking about you're just getting down to making sure the fit of everything is great and kind of learning all the internals of everything.
1: And it could be so fucking embarrassing when, like, like, sometimes customers are like, oh, the suit is great. But then you see it and you're like, you're just like,
2: no,
3: it's (laughs) not, but okay. (laughs) That's when you know you're getting good.
2: And and honestly, it's just practice, practice, practice. You know, you you start with one manufacturer, you order your couple test suits, right, to see about quality, right? So we've nailed down the quality portion. And then it comes down to fitting different body styles and different body types. You know, something that fits for me will not be something that fits for for Sean, Mm -hmm. right? yes we kind of have similar styles but just the way that i have more broader shoulders sean maybe does not sean has a thinner build i have a bigger build it's it's all these different nuances and you know even down to allowances right they're all different things you have to take into account that you know you get better and better over time and with practice
1: your your client base are they mostly people in your community in your circle or would they be people from outside like that are not your friends from before?
2: So right now it's mainly been friends of ours and friends of ours are slowly starting to tell other people who, you know, so we are the sartorial Armenians. A lot of people think that we only serve Armenians and that's not necessarily (laughs) true. Um, we, we use it as, you know, we're two Armenians who, you know, happen to be into menswear and into suiting, um, into all things sartorial really. Um, and, and then so we do serve everybody and it's we're using our Armenian following basically to go and help us spread the
4: word. Hmm.
1: I got this advice before opening a store, uh, someone who was in the game in a long, uh, longer than me, said that uh, avoid selling to friends because uh, they're never going to let you learn. And uh, like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to lose your names faster than earn your name, especially mm-hmm. if you're starting off. Because you make one mistake. Every wedding you meet them again, they're going to be like, you fucked up my suit. You <laughs> fucked up my suit. And, and that will never be over. Uh, practice on, your, on, on, on people who are not your friends first. But chances are your first sales are going to come from people you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, you exactly. Go randomly get someone.
0: So you got to build that base.
1: Yeah. So the, our first few fuck-ups have been like very, very close friends. <laughs> uh, because we didn't listen to that person's advice and uh, <laughs> what were they see like and it's, it's so awkward to tell them that yo we're close so you're gonna be the lab
3: rat and let me try <laughs> fuck up a few suits on you like what? nobody takes that well <laughs> that's sean Shunt is always the yeah, lab I'm, rat. I'm the lab rat i mean i'm going with all the bold things like the things you'd never see on any suits or anything it's just me and every time i'm looking oh, through like fabrics and stuff black, i'm like wow, that's bold, you know, that's different. He goes, oh, let's try it out. And so yeah. I'm always getting, like, the nice, the trial suits and stuff, and he's getting all, like, the nice, decent blues and nice <laughs> patterns, and you know, and I'm getting all, like, the, the bold stuff that I can wear once <laughs> or twice. <laughs> well, it's funny, because sometimes... If he pisses
2: me off, right? I'm the one entering all the orders in, anyways. So he, he's like, "Yeah, just go and order me the thing." So he doesn't know what I'm gonna do. He thinks I'm gonna pick the right fabric, the right lining, you know. And then you blame and it on. Else.
1: Then you blame it on China and be like, uh, "Oh, these yeah. fucking Chinese! Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> fuck up your orders." Exactly. And then it's you're beautiful. the one who ordered like eight lapel buttonholes yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. This is the first ever triple breasted suit, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah there you go. <laughs> we call it the total recall <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think it's good though to it's good to have someone who pushes the limits design wise and like really yeah. like stretches you guys, and then you know you got Alex and who's just kind of like kind of reeling it in a bit
3: <laughs> w- yeah what's the what's the weirdest shit you made? which one of mine? I mean, I have the green one, I have the sport coat on that's all flamingos on the inside, yeah um
2: go grab grab the flamingos
3: <laughs> the flamingos you right. got the flamingos in here oh it's so florida yeah i know right
2: <laughs> we keep it tasteful like we don't go super super out there but it's that fine line between peacocking as as you gentlemen both know and you know that very refined kind of style it's like i'm, oh, I'm gonna own it
1: you guys would be so legendary in pityumo man we're gonna have so much fun <laughs> You know they they're talking about not canceling pdummo this winter so which which is in January like I think Italians are hoping the world would be back to normal in it, January
0: on, on the verge of another wave of covid. Not, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like dude they just sent me <laughs> an email for an invite time. to buy tickets and I was like I don't think you guys are going to be able to do Pity in in Jan.
0: Uh, also yeah. like if we leave to, like we <clears throat> you can travel into Thailand now but it's a 2 week quarantine like I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking the risk to to leave the country and come back on and spend two weeks. But
1: what if there's a Christmas miracle and Donald Trump figures out the vaccine and, <laughs> you know, he wears red hat. It's yeah. fucking Christmas miracle. I, yeah. I believe... I'm bringing Santa's. Donald Trump up because I know uh, these two Armenian boys are Trump supporters. Dana <laughs> is so fucking you liberal. So sure? you got us. So, <laughs> as the only not American, I want you guys to fucking hate each other and have another great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it on. Fuck Bernie Sanders.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I'm wondering kidding, how long that was
2: going to take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Dana is a very kind host. So, yeah, Dana, Dana is a very kind host. So J- just don't
2: like... check my personal Instagram today. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's just gonna call me later and say, "Should we air this, motherfuckers? Can we delete them off?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> we'll just cancel it. Cancel the whole. Yeah, podcast. we're canceled. Oh, yeah. Like everything else, we're canceled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cancel
2: goddamn liberal media.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the computer crashed.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> jay i think you should pay in advance for those uh tickets for for petty don't don't worry about refunds do not refund. <laughs> we'll get the best deal book your hotel no, no.
1: too. so so is the armenian community supporting donald trump or is it just you is it big like is the armenian community all like usually
2: liking donald trump it's it's very split and i'll tell you why right now so um if you don't know right now there's currently a war going on between armenia and azerbaijan i don't know if you guys have had yeah yeah, in the news about that um but so right now basically there's a region that after the soviet union collapsed it's called nagorno karabakh which um is a region predominantly you know 99 percent armenians live there 100 percent armenians live there um but is internationally recognized as part of azerbaijan um, and basically, this is all part of Stalin's, you know, master plan to basically mess with everybody's countries, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a checkerboard pattern. You have Armenia here, you have Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh as it's known internationally right here, and then Azerbaijan, you know, a couple other territories. And since the, what is it, late, not early 90s, there's been, you know, ceasefire yeah. violations basically going on on the Azerbaijani side. Um, And so we've been in war practically for about a month. There have been multiple ceasefires issued um, from, you know, uh, they call it the OC Minsk Group, basically. Um, And basically every time, Azerbaijan, hours after, minutes after, just starts shelling civilian areas again. Um, So it's been been rough. Um, But, you know, we're staying strong. And, you know, going back to the Donald Trump portion is a lot of us are now going to his rallies, not necessarily as supporters but to go and get the word out say hey the armenians are here you know there's three million or i'm sorry um yeah it's, it's about three million armenians in america right we're all american voters um you know will you help us and mm-hmm. and it's really just trying to bring our issue to an international stage where people care basically um there's not necessarily a lot of that going on
0: it's a, it's, a tough, uh, it's a tough region right now, too. Like, I know uh, our editor lives in Cyprus, and Cyprus is on the verge of a civil war as well. Tur-
2: Turkey's coming after them. So the part I, I, I didn't mention was, so Azerbaijan is currently backed by Turkey, and they've sent in Syrian oh. militants and ISIS to come in and basically fight this war for them. Um, and, and Turkey, as you all know, you know, committed the Armenian genocide over 105 years ago, and are basically in multiple different conflict regions right now with Greece, with Cyprus, with Libya. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to see what these dictators are are able to do without anybody really calling them out on, on their shit, basically, and saying, hey, enough's enough, or we're going to start sanctions. So that's kind of the Armenian viewpoint right now is you know let's get the sanctions in place let's get a ceasefire because we just want a right to self-determination basically
0: for you guys in particular but like do you feel like for the Armenian community in the U.S. in general this election that's the hottest topic compared to like you know any other policy issue
2: you know and honestly for, for most Armenians I don't think the election really has any um what do you call it um not, I don't want to say value but it, it's not top of mind right now. They're worried about their family members overseas you know mm. they're worried about everybody on the front lines right now you know mothers, sons, fathers, mm. sons you know everybody's on the front lines doing their fair share. you know we've been as, as Sean said we launched a new line of pocket squares we're donating all proceeds to the all Armenia fund which basically provides humanitarian aid um, to go in, in support because you know after this war is done we have to rebuild and you know we have to make sure that the next generation is just as strong as this one to go and defend their you know their homeland
0: T- tough issue tough issue around especially like i mean american election which is already hotly contested and then you guys like you said you're trying to bring a voice of three million citizens to to the electorate to mm-hmm. to address an issue that that you guys want addressed so it I can, I can understand where it's a, it's a tough time for you guys. It it is, I mean, nice. you know, you
2: have COVID, you have the elections, you, yeah. you've got the stuff going on here. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll even call attention to, I, I believe, uh, what is it right now? It, it, Nigeria that I saw the other day that, yeah. that yeah. now has their government is now revolting against the people basically, and just starting to, to kill people. It, it's crazy that now is the time that people are, are picking to go and, and do this.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know a lot of things. It boils to the top, right? And a lot of things like we, we've had some, a, a few disruptions over here in Bangkok as well. You know, and I mean, it, like the new the new
1: generation, the new generation is <laughs> is is you know, um, they're they're growing up and uh, they grew up completely different than the past generation because mm. they grew up being a global citizen right away. Mm. So any propaganda, any fucking false values that you know they they have been fed to. I mean, the government doesn't own, like, they, they, they could convince people or have uh, propaganda on television, but nobody watches television anymore. So mm. everything has changed, and YouTube uh, is, is basically free in every country. Mm. So that shapes the minds of the new generations a lot. Let's talk about hookers and drugs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get political like
0: that,
4: but I mean, you know. You so asked. That was Monday morning out. after all. I mean,
0: so, I mean, that, that's all yeah. we do here. That's all it is, right? And on that note, <laughs> start the week with our our brothel meeting after this podcast. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay's got his VIP suite at the brothel. We just have our company yeah. meetings there.
4: <laughs> it's, it's uh,
0: we gotta, now we got to fly in, really.
3: Yeah, it's we gotta an to for a
4: nice meeting. Yeah.
1: You know? For for fun though, um, we're gonna give Sean a ladyboy. <laughs> oh, I like it! I like it. Dang. We're no, gonna no prank game. him, tax right bunch off, of, bunch <laughs> he, of degenerates. Like, Lock no him
0: chance, up in no a room chance, with a like, ladyboy. <laughs> you won't even know until it's too late, and by that point, you'll be like, yeah. "I know,
3: right?" <laughs> I've heard stories before; it's happened to people I know. you just It's just one tier yeah.
4: It, it's too late. <laughs>
0: i've had i've had multiple friends who have gone far enough where they were like i had no idea so there it is just flopping in the wind and they're like how is that possible (laughs)
4: he's
0: (laughs) He's
2: thinking about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) in america you see you see uh a, a transgender uh lady and you, she'll probably look more like me. Right? Like in, <laughs> in Thailand you say is like if you, if you meet a girl and she's like too beautiful, right? Like she's just like incredibly tall, gorgeous, curvy, it's not a girl. Yeah. Like that's how you see it. If she's that's too the rule hot, of thumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if she's like way too hot then uh
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's no yeah, just another version <laughs> of Dana, right?
2: It's, it's Dana and a dress.
0: <laughs> yeah. what, so bo- what do you guys talk about I'm in your po- it's podcast? Six, six is only dudes with boobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what What does a sartorial Armenian podcast sound like? Is, is there a lot of uh, hookers and drugs talk like like we have here?
3: <laughs> I could. Complete opposite. I, I wouldn't say too much of it, but I mean, we do veer off of our topics a little bit, uh, uh-huh. but you no, know, this Let you other is actually awful awesome. or,
1: or it's just you guys talking.
3: We've actually, so we recently started, we do interview, you know, there are some other people that we have started interviewing with. Um, we have a list. Of and motherfucker, I'm not important interview. enough to be invited. <laughs> You're so, you're so important that you're going to be invited to one of our next podcasts.
4: I'm yeah, forcing you know. myself to,
1: I started a podcast because nobody would fucking interview me. <laughs> that
3: was We were in the same boat. <laughs> like, uh, like fuck does. you
2: guys. We're like, nobody wants to hear us talk. Well, guess what? We're just going to talk. They're yeah. going to silence us. <laughs> but you know to to echo sean's point it's you know we've only done three episodes so far and and mainly what it's been is we really want to focus on hearing other people's stories so it can cross various industries it can cross you know it's not necessarily an entrepreneurial podcast by any means, but those are a lot of the conversations that Shant and I really like to hear about. We like to hear the stories of how people, you know, got their company started, overcame obstacles. Mm. Um, I think it makes for great listening, especially in, you know, kind of a time right now where everybody is kind of working on personal development and finds oh, yeah. that type of con- content, super engaging. Um, I know I watch a lot of it. I'm sure you guys watch uh, some of it as well. And it's, you know it's easy when you're during the work day just pop it on you're like oh that's a good idea i didn't hear that before and it's you know even in our local community we want to you know interview a bunch of armenian businessmen interview you dana interview you jay yes Hmm. you're now invited on the podcast
4: Uh,
2: see how we did that (laughs) (laughs) see how Um, i did that
1: motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) See, it I mean, like me. I've been tagging this guy. You know, I've never even fucking met him. I'm, and I'm like, getting, I'm at the cigar place, and I see Tony Soprano attack this motherfucker. He still doesn't even <laughs> invite me.
3: <laughs> hey, listen, I'm I'm gonna take the back seat on this. I have no access to our social media. It's all yeah. Alex on. So that's, that's your we, fault, bro.
1: I, I've never connected with you before, Nina. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come after you next.
3: Uh. Yeah, it's all good. You can come after me. It's all good. It's okay. Come I after him. Come him get me. rid of
2: him. Then I own the company. It's okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I see how Armenians do business. They could yeah. <laughs> do I get this all the time. You know, I'm just waiting for it. He's going to come after me one day just to take the rest of the Yeah, but he
0: lives over. in Rhode Island. So as long as you don't cross the state border, you're good.
3: Well, I mean, uh, so I bought a house, and and this, this asshole is moving in with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
1: Thank you for inviting me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah.
3: You're more than welcome. Oh, yeah. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Jay,
1: you're talking about... How many about- immigrants can you fit in one home?
3: Yeah. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A <laughs> lot. A lot. It's in uh, Hanover, Mass. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a lot closer to my other job and stuff like that, so, oh. you know, it's a nice big house definitely it's going to be a sartorial headquarters okay. we'll So, a
2: lot more a lot more content coming out because we'll actually have a dedicated oh, yeah. filming location <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of me traveling an hour recording something driving an hour back
1: <laughs> it'll be like one suit shoot and you'll have like eight models because you want to hit that <laughs> Jay when are you guys gonna change the suits? No,
2: it's it's about you, baby. You keep changing the bra. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> 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 film eight episodes in the state office. We're like, yeah, it's just you know, mass content generation. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: that's all. Yeah, it's, it's a good sound yep. though. Jay and I both work from home. So Jay has like, so my place, I have a my I have a design studio downstairs. I'm upstairs right now where the uh, the podcast studio is. Jay has a whole fucking compound though. <laughs> like he's got like little offices out on the property that he goes between. Like if he has to do different stuff, he's got a whole fabric storage place, a couple lions. I'm I'm rich oh. as fuck.
2: Well, we can tell. I mean, <laughs> That's I mean. I, I, It's, I, I gonna, it, it's I all daddy's money though, right? <laughs> it
1: is. It is absolutely. <laughs> so if, so, like, if, if I didn't have that, I would uh, I would have no job he'd be at all. <laughs> <dicks until laughs> so he's like the guy no, that i sucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jay's like the guy coming off of daddy's yacht being like, yeah, that's my yacht.
3: <laughs> All right, Alexan, you're not too far behind, buddy. You just right, you get that, you that vibe, but you don't have any yachts to get off of. <laughs> wow.
2: That hurt, man. That hurt. No problem. No, he's One actually, very guy. very middle One class day.
1: and he's just pretending to look rich.
2: That's it. Fake it till you make it, baby. Fake oh, it,
3: till that's- you make it. So he's he's like into he's like into this white boy like golf thing.
1: Oh, white boy golf thing. With like bright, off, like yeah. bright,
3: like bright pastel colored polos, like the like yeah. the knee high shorts and the yeah. you know
2: N- Nantucket yeah. vibes.
3: Oh Where yeah, does he get
1: the cheap cheap cigars from?
2: No, those are expensive cigars. <laughs> well, <they're> cheap, <laughs> cigars expensive for you,
1: lie. you middle class <laughs> motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jay's like, I bought a Caribbean island just because I wanted different cigars. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, very middle class. I live with my parents, so
1: they're gonna come and <laughs> knock on the door, and I'm gonna have to pretend it's my staff. But it's I'm like, mom, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're Indians. We don't we don't get to shout at our moms. They slap us. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing here. Well,
2: we could do a whole segment on 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 uh, child punishment. <laughs> yeah. You know, red pepper flakes. You know, wooden spoons. Red like, pepper you know. flakes. Oh yeah. Oh, oh you, you say no, the wrong word. Instead Uh of soap, washing your mouth out with soap, you're getting the red pepper flakes and your mouth is going to start burning.
1: (laughs) Damn. So there is no, like, you're grounded. No, there's there's this. Yeah.
0: Is a spoon (laughs) of red pepper.
2: pepper. You got the grounding after that. So you got the, like, the physical punishment out of the way, then the mental punishment of being grounded. It's wonderful.
1: I mean, uh. Uh, I suppose we, we all grew up in a, in a normal family. But have you seen any of, uh, of your friend who, who their parents take spanking way too far? Like come to the school and fucking hit the kids. <laughs> Ever seen that? I,
2: that I haven't seen. Never. No. I've Dude, never seen that.
1: I had, I had one Indian. Like, so my high school like, is owned by our community, like a uh, very small community. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of our people and uh this guy came in like uh his his daughter misbehaved and like he he spanked her from the third floor to the first floor and i mean like destroyed (laughs) her life forever like and and uh you know after all that charade um he was peeing next to me and uh he was asking me like how's my daughter uh like in class like you see paying attention i'm like dude she's gonna pay attention in class from now on
3: Yeah, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, if we
1: rewind back, like our punishment at that time, of course, one slap, we were crying. Like, it's, yeah. it's like the evil people send them to jail. Yeah, but uh, it's <laughs> not that hard, probably. But, uh, but some people take it too
2: hard. It, it was always, a, I'll call it fa- like fair, fair and just, you know. And yeah, definitely yeah. Like I have two brothers, right? I always just beat the shit out of them. Like I, I was, yeah. I was terrible to both of them, so I completely deserved it. Granted, we, we blamed everything on the middle one, and he got it worse than the rest. of us. <laughs> so, you know, first and, uh, child did they, they grow up?
1: Did they grow up to be as big as Dana now? And now you're really nice to him, or or still you <laughs> no. still beat them up?
2: No, uh well, one of them I can't, the other one I can't.
1: <laughs> Imagine Dana being your middle brother.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I would
0: be I'd be done. No, like Dana I can
1: kill a guy with two hands. So, so.
0: Like my, my age twelve, I was already like six feet two twenty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Crazy yeah. big boy. Yeah. His his neck is like that big and I'm just talking about his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
3: you want to know how
1: you
4: know, all right, Jay? Yeah, was, hey, How, you you think,
2: how do you think
1: I got interviewed? It, it was you.
2: Is, is that how you got the job? I was like, "Yeah, Jay, so, I need
1: a co-host. Come over. Is this yeah, it's just white people. My my dad just wanted to make sure I had a white partner. <laughs> Have as many black friends as you want, my son, but never <laughs> <laughs> never do business. <laughs>
0: Actually we were talking about the lady boys earlier. There's a there's a video on my personal YouTube channel of me and Jay talking with this guy, Andy, from mm-hmm. uh he's English. Yeah. And uh he, he told the story about like he brought a chick home, turned out she was a lady boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he came to Thailand because he met this girl online and uh yeah, he found out until he got to Thailand in the taxi while yeah. she was giving him head.
3: Now he's in he's- Cambodia him head back so I had, I had a friend who did the same thing and he went home and he's like he's like oh i reached around and he was just like oh my god and he literally just like left all everything all of his clothes everything and just ran out of the house that's what and he just, tells you went him. home yeah
0: that's yeah, what he told me. in yeah, reality
2: he I, was like uh, i kind of enjoy it. let's try name. what if
1: i'm in prison what if it's I like I'm, I'm
2: already
4: here,
3: here. <laughs> yeah. i gotta know what it's like
1: no, but uh, ladies That's and bad. gentlemen, or or like two of you who was listening to this episode, because uh, the 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 two person who listens to our podcast is on the show right yeah, now. So so. <laughs> so so yeah, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad here. Like it's not all lady boys. You don't walk out with a cabaret parade. No, no. It is it's not. It's not. This is pretty a lot green
0: of nice, here. Yeah, it's
1: pretty oh, you guys, to to I
0: grew up. Like I said, in Rhode Island. So I'm, I'm used to those four seasons right now. Obviously, I live somewhere where my seasons are hot, hotter, hottest, and hot and wet, right? So oh those are really like our, our four seasons here. But one of the things I love about menswear in the U.S. is you guys get to really, you know, design and build garments across these four seasons, right? Mm-hmm. How, do guys, how do you guys approach that? Because everyone sort of takes a different, a different angle to it.
2: Sean, you want to take a stab at it? And then I'll follow up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's always nice to have and offer all these different types of like garments and different men'swear all year round. Um, you know it, it it gives like a different a different taste. It, it changes everything up. So I mean we go from you know wearing sports coats and stuff in the summer and you know thinner materials and we start hitting the fall where you start slowly veering into wearing you know like nicer suits and stuff like that. Then you get the winter time where we actually we you know, we do like, we do overcoats and stuff like that. So it, it is nice that, to have a change where you're not always like wearing the same thing all year round and mm. it gets really repetitive, you know? So I, I, that's why I like, you know, the four seasons and, and, you know, menswear specifically just for that yeah. reason.
2: I mean, other than it being too damn cold, um you know it's it's funny because i'm the person who sweats a lot and in the winter my lightweight clothing is what i wear and i'll put a jacket over and that's like the perfect temperature like i have not experimented with flannels i have not uh, experimented with like heavier weight wools it's just like i know i'm gonna sweat i'm not trying to sweat right now but you know to sean's point being the four seasons you know i think it gives everybody the opportunity to let some of their wardrobe rest for you know especially if they're over it I know that's super important um so letting it rest and then it also you know I feel like as soon as the seasons change like right now right it's fall I feel like homes and everybody's palettes of what they're wearing also changes um especially here in Boston I mean what what I feel um or at least the image I have in my mind is like your typical Harvard professor or you know the the, the Cambridge top where it's those darker earth tones you know you may have a corduroy ja- uh, blazer on um denim um and, and just kind of Oxford shirts colors. Yeah, yeah that definitely more towards the colors of, of the fall and autumn and then as we progress into winter you know people start wearing as Sean said they're heavier overcoats they're they're super uh you know heavier flannels um, and really, kind of those, those slates, grays, blacks, charcoals, and you can kind of see as the seasons and colors change, so does people's outfit.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was, I'm kind of the same as you, is like, I never really liked winter weight clothing. I would always wear my summer clothing, you know, in the winter and then throw a jacket on, right? So, if I had a tweed jacket or whatever, I throw that over whatever I was wearing. Just I, I don't want to sweat like crazy in the middle of winter. And you know, mm-hmm. like New England, I lived in Cleveland, which is even colder before I moved to Thailand. And you go from basically minus twenty degrees outside into some place that's way too hot. All right. Now you that's, just strip the layers off. Everybody's blasting the heat. So even if you want to present like a neat and clean look,
2: you can't. Like I, I, I used to go into the office and I would you know, I would wear just kind of like a regular uh, I wouldn't wear a tie, but it'd be, you know, suit or I'd break it up into separates and wear a dress shirt. Five minutes in, I'm like, it's way too damn hot in here. I'm going to like pass out. Here, know, off comes the jacket. And yeah. well, what's the difference? Now it's like, I should have just worn a shirt and pants and this, called it a this day. This is all
3: coming from the kid that, you know, as soon as it hits like 40 degrees outside, his convertible top on his car is down <laughs> and he's wearing a t shirt. He, he, he's like one of the pickiest people I know. And he complains so much about the heat and sweating. It's ridiculous. Like, he does wear summer clothes in the winter.
1: Wait, his guy is convertible?
3: Ah uh, yes, yeah. my convertible Hyundai. Yes, we just we chopped it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, like you know he's, he's middle class. He can't afford it.
2: No, I can't. Definitely not. I, I'm overextended on fifteen credit cards right now, trying to pay for a
0: <laughs> convertible. A <laughs> <That> convertible. <laughs> just chop the top off the minivan.
1: Like, uh, how many generations of Americans are you guys? I am like, third down. generation. Third? So my wow. great
0: grandparents
2: came to this country
3: i am what the second.
1: second second
3: second no. yeah nice. and uh do you speak the language yeah i speak fluently i mean i went to private school all throughout you know i was i left in the fourth grade but all right know, Te- teach I, us I a bad did, word so teach
1: us a swear word Come on, <laughs> uh, yeah. with, with, with jazz voice with jazz voice so jazz voice. here's here's how you say motherfucker in armenian
4: <laughs> I was
2: slightly racist, man, you know?
1: <laughs> hey, it's very racist. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brown. I can be racist if know. Dana does it. Well, nobody's going to do anything. He's this fucking giant. <laughs> uh, but...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you want know to teach him some stuff, Alex? On?
2: Well, so I, you know, don't actually know how to speak. I, mean, I know how to say everything you shouldn't say. So that's I went what I want to know. Uh, oh, well, and I want <laughs> no, I, I to know, right? How are you and all that for shit. <laughs> for six years and and didn't learn anything. And now my mom's always like, "You're gonna regret it. You're gonna regret it." Well, now I regret it. But why do you it, regret
1: it? Why do you regret not knowing Armenian?
2: Well, because all, all our friends they talk Armenian, and if they want to talk shit about you and they know you don't understand, well then then you're fucked. Oh I mean, fuck! Well, yeah. do you
1: understand, or do your parents? Uh... I'll, I'll,
2: so my parents both can speak. um but if you don't know, like I can put bits and pieces together to understand mm-hmm. the general concept of what it is. I may get the yeah. subject of it wrong, I may get who it's directed to wrong, but you know i eventually get there and then i'll respond quickly back with something else but you know see
3: like when we talk shit about alexan and we're like with our group of friends like we talk really fast in armenian just yeah so can't pick up what oh, we're saying just the shit on him <laughs> yeah
1: and he thinks like you're saying ice cream is in the fridge and then actually yeah, you're calling him a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
3: exactly yeah. it's nice.
2: wonderful
1: did you find the what ice cream in the fridge? Oh. No, no. There's never any ice cream in the fridge. Are, you know, oh, times. motherfucker, you just called me a condom. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: did it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so so, so the, the main bad words, right? Like yeah. in Punjabi... Uh, we always say sister fucker, which is panchoed. Mm-hmm. We don't say, we don't go to the mothers because the mother's mm-hmm. usually are flat, fat and ugly. Why would anybody want to <laughs> fuck? <them>? But, uh, <laughs> but the sister is more offensive. So yeah, it's panchoed. It's yeah. ah. And like this word is universal. Like they use it for everything. Like sister fucker, I'm hungry. Sister mm. fucker, how's the weather today? Like, you know, like it's, it's inserted everywhere, but it could still be a very... Uh, offensive swear So, word.
2: so in Pujambi, do you always like insult the family members rather than the individual? Because oh, that's oh how yeah, it is for sure. our Armenians. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, everybody sure. else and never the actual individual. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. when
3: it comes to you, we just shit on you anyways.
4: Oh,
2: fuck
1: <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so uh, what what would be like the specific swear word that?
0: Yeah. What what's what's a good one?
2: Yeah. What's a good one? All right, Sean. What tell them what motherfucker is
3: all right so yeah we you just it's no sister thing it's just go right right to the whole thing right right to the mom
2: it's it's everything
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's it's myrath kunem one more time hey kunem. myrath yeah like
2: m-a-y-r-u-t myrath yeah it's just one of
3: the worst It's the worst swear
2: Okay. And what's the second? Q- and, yeah, uh, so Q O O N E M. N E M. Ah. kunim. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it. Nice.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, Did you just down. make
1: me say I fuck my mother? No, no. Okay. I can Google this shit. I have three screens right now. <laughs> I can Google it.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jay. <Myret> kunim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the worst one.
2: That's probably the worst. I mean, then you could talk about like burying. You say the, other the worst. I'm bottle. thinking
0: that's the best. That's the best. That's, that's the a, best to use. So that's, 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 that's
3: like one of the things that just keeps rolling out of your tongue. Like I could say it like it'd be like ten times in a sentence, but I could be talking about absolutely anything. Yeah. Like not even directly to a person. Yeah. I'd be working by myself, and I'd swear at something like that. It's like
2: motherfucker. It's like yeah. It's <laughs> like
0: it's
3: like,
2: yeah. What the fuck? yeah. Like whatever you're yep, working on, exactly. like like Sean sh- bought a house, right? He's like hammering or doing drywall. He's like cursing out the drywall's mother.
0: Like, is there is there an <laughs> an Armenian... <laughs> like a carpenter? Yeah. <laughs> so, is there like exactly. an Armenian equivalent to Samuel L. Jackson who like anytime there's an Armenian movie, he's just like Marokum <laughs> Um I I wouldn't no, I don't think so. No. That's what you guys need. Probably not.
2: We need. We need I the know. Armenian Samuel L. Jackson. I think Jay would be a perfect candidate for this. <laughs> yeah. He just—he's uh, yeah, dark I mean, enough. I think he could pass very well for Samuel L. Dude, Jackson. I've seen
1: Armenian girls like—they're uh, <laughs> very, very hot. So they are. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Mamma mia! Go, you got to come to Boston. We'll take we'll care. We'll find
2: of you. you a wife.
3: Your Let's mother, do
2: it. Your mother <laughs> will love you forever. She's. Like, I, yeah, and I, I can
1: yeah i like chinese girls and my my mom only wants me to marry an indian girl she's like my pimp like here's eight more girls for you to look at <laughs> hey,
2: and uh, look at Ar- Ar- you, at. you know Moms that. are the same way Armenian mean the same way yeah you gotta yeah, marry an armenian
1: yeah but i think i can bluff uh armenian girl to be uh indian chick mm? the light-skinned There's,
0: indian chick from the south yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the north right That's the north
1: north north yeah.
0: There Let's go. do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Let's 100%. make a
1: Netflix series out of this. And,
2: uh... <laughs> and hey, there's perfect content for both our YouTube channels. Yeah. There
1: you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe finally, we'll... we'll have more than twenty-five views on YouTube. <laughs>
2: Hey, if Borat can do it, I can do it. Come on. Oh, oh easily. We could outdo Borat. Yeah. We've probably already done it in just this one episode. So, why?
1: Yeah. The Punjabi kid from Thailand moves to Boston, it finds and, Armenian
2: wife. Will his yeah. mother approve?
4: Yeah. Find yeah. out on
2: this episode of yeah. Punjabi
0: yeah. Takes Boston. <laughs> <laughs> First day in Boston, Jay's like, all right, where's the brothels at? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah oh boy all right okay sorry sorry dana you we were talking we are already starting our first serious question and then uh, i fucked <laughs> well, it
4: up again <laughs> sorry I have, you, I some
0: questions every about day like, you
1: get these guys you
0: know you guys are doing your first line of pocket squares i saw some of the uh, the prints on on instagram do you take some like uh you know because you are the sartorial armenians i know you, you you serve everyone but that that's part of your your catch your shtick mm-hmm. if you will Right. Do you guys take some inspiration from a design perspective from like Armenian culture, Armenian design and ins- like uh, inspirations? One hundred percent.
3: Oh, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of our stuff, I mean, we found, you know, designers in Armenia that we work with hmm. and, you know, we, we like their designs and, and everything like that. I mean, we ca- try to keep everything on that Armenian aspect, um, not only just because, you know, we're Armenian and all, but, you know, we want to spread. You know, like what's going on right now, we want to spread awareness um, and, you know, we want to spread that Armenian culture, you know, all across the board. I mean, Mm. necessarily, you know, it's different. I mean, we walk into stores and we see all these different prints and, you know, Alexan has a a big array of, you know, he's a big variety of pocket squares and stuff and different designs. I mean, and, you know, we, we want to do the same thing. We want other people to be buying our Armenian inspired pocket squares.
0: Nice. Are you guys producing
2: anything in Armenia? We were. Um, We're not right now. We actually just moved to Italy um, and we're looking to go back to Armenia, you know, very soon. The issue we had was um, they couldn't get the print to look double sided. Mm. So it was actually white on the reverse. And, you know, I'm sure as you guys know, if you're trying to fold a pocket square and you see white, it kind of doesn't it doesn't look right. It's not aesthetically appeasing. You know, there has to be some level of, of seep through of the ink going on to the reverse side. So you have to, to bleed. Pleasing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and especially if we ever wanted to do ladies scarves, right. Kind of like Hermes does the full size, you know, 90 centimeter by 90 centimeter scarf. You know, that was something huge that a lot of our um, cli- potential clients were telling us they're like, because we don't know what ladies scarves, you know, should, should be like. So where we'd show them designs, they're like we love to design, but you know, if it's not, you know, the same color on the front and back, it's going to make it kind of look weird. So yeah,
0: is that's there a woman's started. scarf where they generally like you'll fold, right? You'll get some some volume to it and they'll twist mm-hmm. it and you need to be able to see both sides. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Yeah. I mean, so we, we actually, I mean, like COVID kind of really messed things up for us. I mean, we had a friend's wedding in Armenia this year and you know, I had set it up with a couple places and stuff like that, that we can go and meet, you know, meet these designers and distributors and, mm. and kind of get you know our main goal was to start getting everything out of Armenia because that's mm-hmm. that's what we want to do, you know, we want to support mm-hmm. them there too. And so it just it became difficult with COVID and stuff like that. And so we tried finding opposite, like you know, different ways around it. So we started reaching out to people there. Um, you know, production started, you know, costing a lot of money.
2: Yeah. And and so. being a country that's part of the textile industry, it's almost as if the the infrastructure wasn't there yet. Or, or yeah. kind of the business sense wasn't there yet on their end to kind of set up something like this. It's almost I think, like I think
1: these things are there. It's just you haven't found it yet. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Like, you, you just have to yeah. be there to meet that right guy and stuff. Which and then yeah. you're like, holy shit! Yeah. It all exists here. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's just not on their internet it's just not which is,
2: exactly which is where i was yeah. going right it's like we need somebody on the ground who's like our production guy right you know most yeah. of these businesses are mom and pop shops they don't have yeah. instagram they don't have yeah. facebook they yeah. don't have websites and it's- a lot
1: of these this one guy who has a website over there they have fucked a lot more people before yeah. you guys came in and yeah. like because they're, they're the only ones who have the website so oh. uh, but but like i think if you go there yeah um, we yeah. should tell you our second I'll, I'll custom suit you. story and what they yeah. tried to do to us
0: yeah tell us tell us <laughs> what
1: happened you do cmt in armenia you tried that
2: we we tried we so armenia was going to be our our main place of manufacturing you know we thought yeah. it would be great we're the sartorial armenians doing business in armenia you know we can kind of for for marketing purposes as well like made in armenia yeah. people would kind of identify with that and be like oh yeah. let me give it a shot yeah. right like yeah. even Mont- montclair jackets right now are made in armenia so like the, the infant oh. they can do it um so we, we found a place and, and most of the places we found were, were costume places okay? okay so we were well, like
3: uh, all right let's if you're gonna speak like that they do call like suits and stuff costumes there if you think yes about it. That's, mm. that's what the, they do call them They're the not, traditional suit
2: business you know. suit i guess is a costume yeah mm. um okay. it's very casual in armenia but, so we found a place online through Facebook. We reached out to a different couple of Facebook groups like Repatriate Armenia, different things like this and found one, which is a group of ladies actually that were getting trained. Um, they didn't have a job before, I think husband or they were on their own basically single, single mothers. Um, we're getting trained on how to make suits. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um, and to get a sample, it was gonna cost us $600. Now for the $600, <laughs> We got bottom-of-the-barrel fabric, like, like, like stuff that we knew wasn't going to be a suit. We're just like, you know, let's give you measurements and see if you can, you know, even make a suit. Hmm. They wanted to charge us $600. bucks. i am like, so if you're going to do that, then that means I got to go all the way up to, you know, at least $1,200, 1800 on something. I don't really know if people are really going to like this. Yeah. Um, and so from there, it was just like, I don't think this is going to work out. We didn't even go with it. And then, you know, started evaluating different other options and it, it, it goes back to the point of you know it, it's a country that has a lot of potential but you need to have the right people on the ground to kind of hold the people accountable and you know to, to do successful business you can't necessarily go and try start robbing like Ameri- american armenians basically to go and like say oh yeah these american armies don't really know anything we're just going to try and you know rob them, but we'll get back there one day
0: yeah i think like jay said right it's, it's going to take you know you guys go in there and fucking grinding and meeting everyone and looking at exactly. what they can do.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was all planned out for last summer, but, I mean, obviously everything is on yeah, the right apart. now just because, you know, everything fell apart, which, you know, it would have been nice if that mm-hmm. fell into place. Um, you know, it, we could have definitely been helpful right now. But, you know, you even, know, I guess even we'll wait till specific. Next
2: even specific menswear tailors there, you know, seeing if they're even interested in, in kind of partnering with us. Yes, they kind of still have their own brand, but maybe we'll submit orders through them. Different things, you know, different ways to kind of come up with ideas to support both them and us. Yeah. You know, I think it would, would be great.
0: Build a network out.
2: It wouldn't
1: be such a challenging investigation. Like if you go there for a couple of weeks, I think you'll figure out if, if you say they already have a garment industry. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: somebody should be able to do CMT for you guys. So, mm-hmm. i mean I, I went there last summer, not this obviously not this last the year before, and um you know, I did walk into some of the stores, and it's not like they don't have it. They definitely do have the talent of actually you know designing these custom suits that would you know look great. They definitely do have that there. you know I didn't have the opportunity to meet with distributors and stuff like that, but they definitely i mean it's there. It's just a matter of you know going to go sit down There's a lot of textiles over there, you said. It's yeah like, i mean yeah, a huge lot.
2: rug industry i mean the armenian oriental rugs are huge um nice. as i said montclair is now there there's actually a brand new factory going up i believe it's four different italian um designers slash manufacturers are now kind of investing all their money into this one factory to kind of you know support their their production so i think it's coming it's just a matter of how can we leverage some of these things that are already in place and finding out who are the correct points of contact
0: yeah in working your way into that network
2: exactly so you and know before
0: fu- before you guys got into the
1: business anybody around take tickets tech, tech sales that you know and stuff
2: my mm-hmm. uncles just kind of have have a t- family so means we call every all, all our family friends are uncles and yeah. aunts. it's yeah. never mr so-and-so so yeah. you know we yeah. have good family friends who own a tuxedo store in massachusetts um you know your your typical just off the rack type of things with with alterations but you know, they're really kind of the only people I can think of that I kind of have a connection to mm-hmm. um, regarding But that.
1: Textile, textile is not not a big industry for Armenians mm-hmm. over there. It's not? In, in America or in Armenia? Yeah, in America. In
2: America, um, in America not really, uh, as far as I know. I mean, I know there's a couple of rug factories here, you know, in New York called Megarian Carpets. They have their sister, or I guess headquarters in, in Armenia as well, but, you know, sister office in New York. That's really all I can think of in, in terms of textiles.
1: Like like Thailand, my people, Punjabi people, are like ninety nine percent in the textile.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, yeah, a lot of our people are in technology. We got a lot of engineers, mm-hmm. coders. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it? Um,
0: just you everybody's of tech, kind of a lot
3: of people yeah. in jewelry. I mean, there's a lot of people in the in auto jewelry.
0: industry car you sale know. yeah cars yeah, jewelry all, actually jewelry in people. rhode island there's a lot of armenians in the jewelry business
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: down in the jewelers district right yeah mm. yeah one of my one of my uh jobs in the i, I worked with a a jewelry manufacturer in rhode island in Pawtucket, and uh in tech in the tech support side and like half more than half of their suppliers and or clients were all armenian
2: oh wow that's crazy. So like it'd the be like the, some the old company? Armenian
0: uncle coming in just like dropping off pieces like yeah, yeah. I made it at the shop. Man. All
2: all the all the all the multiple chains, big chains, small chains, you know yeah. crosses on everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so guys, we have a uh, a series of questions that we run through with uh, our guests. We actually th- you'll be the first ones with our updated question list. Okay. So uh, I'd like oh. to run through these with you guys. Let's do it. So you know, some, some of the same from our previous 10 questions. I know you guys listen to the show, but we, we've updated the list. We're trying to take it in a, a slightly different direction. But for the first question, we want to bat out there. When did you first know you had an interest in menswear in men's style? And, uh, Ale- Alex, and we'll start with you.
2: All right. Mine was probably at a very young age. I mean, I have to say either, you know, 10, to 11, 12 I always like to present myself well and look good. You know, even at 10, 11, 12, I would dress in a suit. You know, we used to go to church every Sunday and, you mm. know, Oh, I'm like, this is my time. I get to get all suited up, go in, not nice. understand what people are saying, but it was just that whole routine or, or kind of um, tradition of getting ready, you know, presenting yourself nice. And that's kind of carried me on, on throughout.
0: Nice.
3: How
2: about
0: you, Sean? I am.
3: Um, I'm actually kind of similar to Alex on, uh, I would say a little later on though, around 14, 15 years old, you know, I had purchased my first Hugo Boss suit and, you know, I thought that was like the shit. And, you know, then I realized I'm like, all right, I really, you know, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy looking good. So that's, that's when I would say I realized, you know, that I'm into menswear.
0: Nice. How about, you know, in the industry, like, especially like I came up in tech and I moved over to, you know, design side and garments, but you know, anywhere in your, in your career, right? Mentors always play a big role. Did you guys have any mentors in the, in this space coming into it?
2: For me, I would say it was my grandfather and as a, you know, well, yeah, he would be first generation Armenian. You know, he came to this country kind of overcame a lot of odds, started his own business in the automotive industry, you know, kind of commanded the respect of his friends and his peers and was looked upon as as someone to, to give advice um, and he had a very kind of unique way of dressing. I mean, he, he was renowned for wearing this green blazer that for years I've tried to recreate and, and Jay, thankfully you sent a whole new batch of fabrics, which out of the Irish linen book happens to be the oh, exact damn. shade that I need to go and recreate his jacket. And, you know, nice. I know he'd will be...
1: finally make some money from you, fucker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know,
2: I, I know he'd be super happy to kind of look down and say, you know, my, my legacy is yeah. kind of continuing. Nice. And, and by the same token, my dad as well, they're both, you know, very well- well-dressed gentleman and that I've, you know, picked up a lot from. Mommy, we are going to sell two suits, not one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just daddy is also making
1: a suit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mom will actually walk in like, what did you say, sir? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you sell? <laughs> She's like, yeah, your first sale in three months. <laughs> we were thinking of firing you, but then we remembered you're my son. You <laughs> can't.
3: No, they're just gonna adopt Dana. That's what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> no, they've seen how much
3: they've
1: seen how many nuns Dana
0: eat. They're not yeah. gonna adopt <laughs> they can't afford to have me as a son. The food bill would be outrageous. Oh.
2: Dana, come to an Armenian house. The moms won't stop feeding you. It doesn't matter what the bill is. Hey,
1: like, hey, 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 hey. Indian moms are the same too, but you don't you see how many full, there's how much like, Dana eats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't get this big and sexy by eating just salad.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? Did you have a mentor coming up in the space? Um. Yeah, I mean,
3: not not actually not necessarily. Um, You know, I was just all across the board for me. I mean, I did have, you know, my dad, he's he's pretty well dressed too. Um, Mm. You know, we used to go to church a lot too and stuff like that. So, you know, we'd always, you know, dress up. It's not like, you know, you see a lot of Americans going to church and stuff like that. that you know, they don't necessarily dress up, but we're always full suit and stuff like that. Mm. And so that kind of mentored me a little bit and pushed me in the right direction. You know, that's that's how I basically got my inspiration.
2: Sean, perfect time to talk about dance attire at Armenian events.
3: I mean, that yeah.
2: you, you see a lot of different outfits there, all the way from yeah. just slap, you know, 15 name brand logos on you. If it doesn't have a double GG at size, you know, 150 <laughs> font point right across the chest, <laughs> the Louis Vuitton Hermes Bell Paragamalokers. That's so, that's, that
3: directed me away, I'm going to be honest with you.
4: Yeah don't you know, like, that, I don't
3: where... want to look like this. I don't want to be a walking flyer for all these companies <laughs> out know? there.
4: It's
3: I like mean, they wear 10 different things.
2: never from the same brand like has to be a different brand no. for everything. you know 15 guys with rolexes who just like graduated college you're like well how the okay I'm not even gonna ask but oh sorry shot <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah yeah thanks.
4: Oh,
0: nice. Nice, yeah. I, I've I've been to a few Armenian events. I, I know what you mean about the the brand name thing. Like, uh, I went to uh, if you one don't of have friends, a one a... friend. She had Go a ahead, Dana, sorry. Bir- birthday for her kid, and she's Armenian, and uh, like one of her cousins was there, and I was like, everything had a brand name on it. I was like, wow, this dude loves these brand names.
4: Yep, it, it, like, it's I, I've seen
3: I've seen people do parties for their like kids like that, and they have literally the cake would be like. You know, a Gucci cake. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. settle down. <laughs> the kids cake. like it's, it's like, the kids right. christening. Cake, doesn't
2: even know honestly. what Gucci is. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: seriously.
0: <laughs> Yo, Armenian like churches when, are kind of cool, though. Definitely over the top. No, yeah. the
2: whole celebration, the costumes, yeah. the ceremonies. I mean, it's it's very in, in depth. You know, you look at most um, religions. I think their services can be done in about you know hour, hour and yeah. a half. Ar- Armenians, because of the way it's done, it's chanted. It takes like three hours
0: yeah so armenian, like, christening yeah yeah
2: <laughs> you know there's there's no such thing as like a short armenian service you know like catholics have midnight mass might take an hour might take half hour I like Quick forget though.
3: it easter easter's yeah. like a solid four hours yeah easter yeah. you're there all day like prepare <laughs> it, it, to be it, there all day yeah
0: <laughs> i'm not i'm not I, even a, i'm not a church guy i'm not religious but like I, I dig the uh the intricacies to the whole like uh to the ritual of it right and like all the imagery mm-hmm. and stuff i thought it was really wild mm-hmm.
2: You know, stained glass, the mosaics, the yeah. the um, what do they call it? Uh, ornamentation on, on the altar and, and yeah. kind of glorification to to Jesus and to God. And I'm not going to get super religious on it, but
0: um, the very- it, the, the way people get into it, it's it, yeah, you know, it, exactly. Of it. It's interesting. You no, know,
2: e- even our priests and the vestments that they wear at certain times. You know, the mm. hand embroidery, or they're all in in black. You know, depending on what the occasion happens to be, it's everything has a reason and everything has a purpose that go back to, you know, thousands and thousands of years. You know, most people don't know Armenia was the first nation to adopt Christianity as its state religion, you know, before. You mean it's not
0: an American religion? Nope.
2: (laughs) Nope. White people didn't discover it first.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's not what the pictures tell me. Yeah. I mean, no, nope, you, you can blonde. go
2: back and Google it. The world's o- oldest church is actually in Armenia.
0: Ar- Armenia is it technically Europe or Asia?
2: Right, right, in right smack dab in the middle. It's, it's yeah, in right? the middle. So like right I, I think
3: they would call it more of Asia. It's yeah. like Asia Minor.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's what it, the technical name is Asia Minor, but you know, it has very European vibes. Um, yeah. If you go to the main, I've never been to the main downtown, but I'm sure Sean can attest to this. You know, the main downtown in Yerevan extremely european coffee shops cafes hmm. um, everywhere they're really trying to bring in i guess that european influence while still technically being in that realm of asia you know that we have the middle east to the south so it's really you know imagine the silk road it's right smack dab in the yeah. middle getting exposure from all sets of cultures Oh,
3: definitely and and like the, it, it's become such a like touristic place i mean you see you know walking down the streets you see so many different nationalities and stuff like mm. that so you, you know you're smack dab in the middle of everything
0: Yeah, geographically, right? We're next with Turkey, Azerbaijan, right? It's like right there and like what? Iran, Georgia's right above us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next question we have for you guys. This one's required for me to ask because of Jay. So it's about (laughs) fabric. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) Jay's trying to sell more suits. It's okay.
1: He's already going to buy two suits. We're
0: (laughs) going to make it four after this.
2: Jay made his no, quota.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> fabric, you know, fabric selection is something, you know, in the menswear world specifically that, you know, we talk about a lot. Like you were talking about the, the Irish linens earlier, the green, you know, the, the summer weight wools, you know, the, your winter tweeds, things like that, you know, the heavier cottons for shirts. A lot of our, our lexicon in menswear really revolves around this understanding of fashion. And, you know, if you had to pick, you know, just one to stick with, you know, one type, you know, which one would you guys choose and why? That, that's tough. I mean, I really do
2: want to say wool, but there is something I love about linen. And even though I do sweat a lot, my favorite season to really wear uh, menswear and, and to, to, to look well is during the summer. So I do wear a lot of linen, um, whether it's linen pants, linen shirts, Um, I just like the way I do like the wrinkles I know a lot of people don't like the wrinkles I think it's something very you know it's like I I don't care like I know I look good it doesn't matter if it's wrinkled it's the natural characteristics of the fiber Mm -hmm. and it just you know sets you apart from everybody else Um, and you know you wear it proudly
0: how about you Sean
3: I I, uh, I would I'd have to agree with Alex on this one I mean, I do have a I have a shit ton of wool suits in my in my you know closet behind me. But um, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with him. I think linen is it's a good way to do it. That's you know, my especially quote. when
4: that
2: when that first like hard breeze of wind comes in, yeah. you just automatically oh, yeah, yeah, cool off. There's nothing better than that. I'm like, thank God there was wind. <laughs> like we all yeah.
3: obviously, like we said it 50 times. We sweat when it's like 20 degrees outside here, yeah. and it's, it's like just. And that breeze is the best no matter what time of year it is yeah. when you're wearing you know linen
4: suit
0: i just got some left hand twill uh linen denim blend i make oh, some wow. new shorts from i'm excited for it. it's like an 18 ounce it's a bit heavier than i would usually go with but it's super nice looking with the slop so i'm i'm excited
2: uh, let us know maybe we'll order a couple sorry jay we're taking we're taking market share from you <laughs> <laughs>
3: gonna go to data instead he's
2: competing (laughs) with me right in the show
0: (laughs) yeah
3: i got you don't worry (laughs) we're
2: equal opportunity buyers you know we support one we got to support the other
0: damn right damn right so do you guys have a favorite menswear item like that you own something that you own that is like this is your your go-to piece like you open your closet you're like
2: I know a lot of people say pocket squares, so I'm not going to say pocket squares, although that would be number two. Number one for me actually is cufflinks. I love French cuff shirts. I love the history and the traditional value that cufflinks can bring. Like I have a pair of cufflinks from my other grandfather who I actually never met. My mom gave me to them and I love wearing them. Hmm. Um, they're kind of a little flashy, they're kind of a little ostentatious, you know, from a different time period when that was more acceptable, but I don't really care to them. It's kind of my connection to him. And and that's kind of why I love French cuffs is because they all tell a story, you know, similar Mm. to people in their watches.
0: Nice. Yeah, when we interviewed Justin Hunt, it was the same thing for him. He loves cufflinks because his favorite pair is his dad's, right? And it's a connection to, you know, this part of his life that, you know, it's personal to him. And no matter what anyone else thinks about it, right. That's you, you wear that, you know, like, Hey, this is, this is me. And that's really special. And I think that's what, for most of us, that's what makes menswear great. Right. Is like, we understand, like, I, I can look at like someone else wearing something and be like, Oh, it's a great suit. It's a nice cut. It's a good fit. But when I'm wearing my stuff, I'm like, this piece is, this means something more than just the way it looks here. It's, it's special for a reason.
3: I agree with that completely.
0: And how about you, Sean? What's your favorite piece?
3: Um, you know, I, I'm actually I'm big into the accessories. I, I agree with you, Dana. I mean, the, those accessories they always complement something in a certain mm-hmm. way, and it kind of narrows down specifically to everybody. Yeah. Um, I know Alex. I'm smiling right now. I'm big Cause, into because like, if the you watches. don't say it,
2: I'm gonna say it.
3: <laughs> Which one who are you gonna say? No,
2: no, you gotta go first. It's your answer.
3: I, I said, I said the watches. You know, no, I'm big that's into not- watches. No. I, I like I like dressing myself up with that stuff. I do like the you know, the cufflinks. I'm gonna have to agree. I never had a shirt with French cuffs until Alexan got me into it. so um, I mean, I'd have to agree with him on that one as well. See, you I'm know, a positive influence on this kid's stuff.
2: life. I mean, without me, we don't know where he'd be.
3: Yeah, you just be wearing watches with no cufflinks. Yeah, that's my job. That's it.
0: You know, you college to, guys are with them. a Rolex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so so you talked about the the watches real quick, Sean. Like, are you, you had a big collection? I don't have a big collection, but it's a goal of mine to have a
3: big collection. Um, I'm just, in, I'm into, you know, different styles and designs of watches. Mm. Um, you know, I like to see the new stuff coming out. Um, you know, I do, I have a Rolex hopefully soon to have another one. I'm on, I'm on the verge of it all. I'm, I'm going to have that draw in my walking closet one day. So I'm going to be able to pull out and just have like so much, so much money worth of watches that I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I, guys I'm, who are into it, it, it's a bit of a poison. Some guys get really into it and it's a, it's a, it's a chase. It mm-hmm. is. So that like, I've been
3: seeing so many at once.
1: That first $10,000 you drop it's like oh it's it's so insane but once you drop that then like the next one is a lot easier for you to uh, oh yeah now it's 25 50. it's It's
3: like you drop you drop that much money and you're like oh all right that hurt at first but it's not so bad when you get to wear something nice and then the next one you start seeing pictures pop up on instagram and you start seeing all the stuff you are like oh that one's not bad you know text my jeweler and say oh hey i saw this you know how much can you get this for me for She's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, nine grand, ten grand, twelve grand. I'm like, oh, that's that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad at all. <laughs> I'm like, key, I got my, I can't afford that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got my Apple Watch. Uh, that's that's uh, I'm, I'm sticking with that.
3: I'm
1: I'm going back to Apple Watch. It's just, um, I got I got my I got idea. into the watch in, in for a bit, but then, yeah, the Apple Watch is just it you does just the job. The Run Watch, love- though, right? Yeah, I did. I did. It's a special edition <laughs> Negroni. the, the so critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is but that it's a like a special or is that collaboration? A it's a, is yeah, mechanical. It's a special collaboration between the Rake and uh, Ralph Lauren, and it's a, uh, it's the, is the Ralph Lauren bear holding a Negroni with a cigar. <laughs> oh and my God. That's that's been our thing. Uh, we we make masks for them with the Dashlin holding a Negroni and cigar mm-hmm. as well. Mm.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, like that, that one is more meaningful. That one is more yeah. like, you know, it's, it's the progress and stuff.
2: I'm at that weird in-between phase where I could, e- I could buy an Apple watch if I really wanted to have a watch for the functionality of a watch, but yeah. I don't. And I'm not at the level yet where I can just go out and buy like my first Rolex or, you know, my first Psycho or, you know, whatever. It's like, I'm at the in-between phase. Like, I want to do it right. I want to get into watches right. And yeah. I, I have nothing on my wrist, so I just rock the no-watch look.
1: <laughs> I, like get something else other than a Rolex, right? Because like yeah. Rolex is so big in the Armenian community, you don't want to be just another <laughs> That's, Rolex this guy. Is true. I think it's it's very much like a Mercedes or a BMW. Like when everybody knows the series,
4: mm-hmm. then
1: you don't wanna be the C class guy. Yeah. You wanna no. be <laughs> otherwise just get a fucking Audi so nobody yeah. ranks you.
4: Like <laughs> a Rolex. How did you know?
1: Uh, Rolex is very much ranked too. Like, if if somebody owes a Daytona, then he's a boss, right? Like, yeah. But then if it's a entry level one, then you are ranked. Uh, exactly. Uh, like, what are the Submariner guys? Then mm-hmm. like, oh, he just has no taste. So he's
2: it's just uh, a you know five thousand dollar. one. He <laughs> just came into this. He's not part of the club. guy. Yeah. 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 That,
3: you know? That's just fresh off. You need know, to get to yeah. the
2: Tony Soprano level with the the day You know, presidential bracelet, solid gold watch. Oh, like, like, I love
1: presidential. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, the gold one gold and gold uh, gold oh, with gold. black dial yeah i love yeah. that too
0: yeah, yeah I've, just, I've never been a watch guy to me it, it should be something that's I, i'm very much about function right and so the, the apple watch is perfect for me it tracks all my data has all my my apps on it it's fine you know I, I probably you know my eyesight's so bad if i had a regular watch anyway i wouldn't know what time it is i'd be like What's Two o'clock or three
2: o'clock? Well, okay. well, how often are you really checking the watch? I mean, for most people, they're just like, hey, look, I can spend five grand and just put it on my wrist. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's mostly jewelry. It's not really yeah. for the
0: function. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the next question we have, this is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, we do, we're doing a lot with denim right now, especially on the Dapper Villain side. You know, we've got some collabs coming out that will be really interesting. But one of the looks that I, we've seen a lot, especially over the last couple of years, kind of resurge, is this denim on denim look. Do you guys think it's ever okay? Or do you ever see in the Armenian community out there on the East Coast, the, the guys who are rocking the denim on denim on denim on denim, the, the jeans with the denim shirt, with the jacket, you know, carrying a denim bag? You know, where are you guys on on that? What side of the line are you on?
2: I am a strong no. As they sh- as they say on Shark Tank like and for those reasons like I'm out. It's a complete no for me. <laughs> now our our human
3: guinea pig right next to me, my my
2: wonderful business partner will most likely have a different answer
4: for you.
3: <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm I'm into it. I think it's awesome. I love the denim on denim look. It's coming It was like it it's bringing back this old style that people used to wear all the time and it's coming back into mm-hmm. fashion again. And I definitely I love it. I mean, I have my denim jackets, you know, and I love to go out with denim on denim. I think I think it looks good.
1: Guinea pig, Guinea pig. So he's big. gonna show up to pity Umo in a Canadian tuxedo. Hundred yeah, percent.
0: And I'll be like, yeah,
2: yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> this is this is my associate. He's learning. He's still in training. He'll get there one day. He's, he's at <laughs> oh, the yeah, denim yeah, on yeah. denim level. <laughs> We'll get him into suits
4: soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of his sartorial journey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm. For me, it comes down to texture, right? Denim has one of the beautiful things about denim is texture, color, right? You have such a range. And I think one of the things that we've seen is people can pull it off with the right. If they, they know how to play with the texture, they know how to play with the color. You can pull denim on denim off and make it look really good. For for me, I I don't do it. Like if I I usually wear like denim shorts almost every day, and then you know I'll wear like a cotton shirt or linen or something like that. But I I, I myself, you know, I, I don't have the boldness of Sean to go out there and, and rock a uh the denim on denim. But yeah, if it, if it works for you, man, I do agree. It, it brings back a bit, it adds a bit of a vintage look into a refined style if you can pull it off. I mean, I, like, I,
3: like I agree with you, Dana. There are so many different types of denim. I mean, there's always a stressed look denim that, yeah. and there's so many different options and different color, you know, different color options that you could go with. That you know, you can make denim on denim actually look good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you have fun with, and this is the thing, right? It's you're dressing for yourself, right? So if you have fun with it, like, who the fuck are any of us to say yeah, who cares? Who, What are you doing? Ah, the, yeah. The geez. rules were made to be broken. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, like we
3: said in our our blooper reel the other day, you know, if someone's going to judge me, you fuck them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If,
2: if you guys haven't watched the blooper reel yet, I, I highly encourage it. It's we'll, you, we'll throw a
0: link in the show notes, too, it, for the, uh, the blooper reel. It's literally
2: Sean forgetting his lines to the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. Like, every five <laughs> seconds, it's like, oh, shit, what was I just saying? Fuck can't believe I forgot again and then it's me just rolling my eyes every five seconds I'm like I just told you what it was like I, I don't like every time was. we
3: record something I'm like I'm not gonna lie I'm the reason why we do it like 40 times
4: yeah <laughs> I mean, now, like I to get on
3: the bat just like I it's just it's with uh, me it's just nonstop. <laughs> you guys should do more videos
1: I, I really like your videos
2: hmm. thank you yeah, it's oh, it's,
1: uh, it's it's very unique. It's not like, uh, you know, you trying to sound like Luca Rubinacci and be like, hello, everyone, you know? It's, it's,
0: uh, it's, it's, every uh, and, time we try to industry, record something you know, on video, that's what Jay does. He pulls out the Rubinacci voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: There's there not a lot of
0: video contents in the industry. So. No, there isn't.
2: I mean, like I watch Shugo, for example, online um who else do i watch sometimes um, gentleman's
1: I, gazette and all yep, this stuff gentleman's right? gazette.
2: i'll watch uh the hangar project um i'll but i I'll think watch. like
1: it's all too clean and too well orchestrated it's not very really real you know like it's, you're standing there in a golf course talking about, like i like that stuff yeah it's more real it's not too fucking productiony and like yeah. i like lucas stuff like he's in his shop I mean, here's a smart cat, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. if there's nothing to do in the shop, he brings out a fucking video and records it and mm-hmm. sells tons of shit after that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need any camera or audio. It's
2: just fucking straight. And that's like the other other thing I felt too, right? You're talking about the production value. And I feel like all these other menswear guys bring it to such a, a high level of, class elegance in and like proper manners i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that like that very yeah. english like regimented like it has to be this way and only be this way and yeah. they may tell you to break rules but it's like breathe a little bit guys it's mm. like yeah lo- loosen the belt have some Yeah, fun this is with men it, we're
1: talking about here. yeah like yeah.
2: we can we can we can shoot the shit while still being respectful and still you know you know paying homage to specific traditional things it's not like it's no. you know Everything we say has to be the most polished version. If you mess up, you mess up. You take another take.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that's the, more the direction that we're moving in as well. Is like we don't want to be super polished, right? We, we like you know our audio uh, side. Th- that's right? different. To- that's that's
1: because we can't we can't afford uh, <laughs> yeah people. But
0: uh. <laughs> 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 no, I think it, the, the realness to the content relates to people, right? And if you're mm-hmm. You know, if you're really putting it together well, then, then it, does, it, it does what it's supposed to do and it communicates the, the right message.
2: And I mean, it goes talk- back to that, that fine line, right, of being professional while, while building a brand and, yeah. and still having your own voice. You know, yeah. yes, we want to be respectful to people and show that we know what we're talking about and, and, and can um, present ourselves on, on the same level as others, but while still, you know, tapping into our own, you know, voices, basically.
0: Absolutely. You, know, you talked about like the regimented like you know the don't break rules and that that's a big thing in the tailoring space especially you know and obviously any, anyone in menswear argues with you know oh british tailoring's the best, Italian tailoring's the best. I often make the argument with people that uh American tailoring is uh i, I think aesthetically for me you know obviously being American the, the most appealing but you know the, and people laugh at me. Like Jay laughs at me every time. I'm like, no, man, American tailoring is underrated. And Jay's like, yeah, okay, I gotta go. I'll see you later. <laughs> but you know, you know, where do you guys fall on? Like, because you know, you're obviously you're you're selling to like your community, the Armenian community. But you guys are all the Armenian community is super American as well. Like, like it's it is what it is. It's like there, the Armenian American community. There's a good
2: amount that's American, but there's also a good amount that still is is kind of, you know, foreign for for lack of a better word and still Mm. kind of hold on to where where they came from and will their style will come from there as well.
0: Okay. So, so when you're putting together suits for people, like the, the inspiration that kind of the tailoring that inspires what you're doing, it's coming from where?
2: For me, um, I I would say Italian tailoring. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the soft shoulder, um, a lot of our clients, you know, tend, we, we tend to put no padding in a lot of our clients, you know, nice. jackets. Um, just the way that the, and specifically, I guess, the Neapolitans as well, right, down in the south of Italy. It's mm. always, the drape is great. They're always lightweight fabrics, colorful, bold, really around what we try and, and promote and push with a lot of our clients to you know, we understand what they are, I guess the ultimate image of how they want to present themselves, but it's about, you know, how much can we kind of push them out of their comfort zone to try something new that mm. they may not have thought that they could actually pull off before.
0: Nice. Yeah, that That's always a big thing, or is helping someone, you know, expand their, their comfort zone a little bit, especially with, uh with what menswear, we, right? What uh, we like
3: to do is, you know, get people out of that sea of blues. You know, mm. we, we tell people all the time, like, listen, like, don't, we can show you blues all day. If that's what you want to see, we'll show you all the blues all day or the grays. Like, yeah. let's you try to get people to step into stuff that they normally wouldn't wear. Have you, you thought know, about flamingos? Yeah. Flamingo, have you thought about I mean,
2: flamingos? I, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Have you thought about the flamingos? <laughs> They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I. I not that's that a great way to do it, right? Because it's so blue and gray are so safe, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. safe. And like you said, I, you could show someone a million color a million shades of blue and they'll they'll struggle with the decision but when you see that green that or that purple or that mm-hmm. you know that yellow that just speaks to you and all of a sudden that decision becomes really easy right yeah. when it's like oh something about that and it might be a nervous decision for someone to make right you gotta kind of you push them you're a like little. i
2: have to have that or it's like can i really do that i'm like yes yeah. you really can do that yeah. and you should do that um you know, so, you know uh, like when
3: alexan and i started right we we got our first order of like all of our like swabs and everything we're you know, like looking through everything and i'm like i'm opening my closet i'm like i have so many grays blues and blacks i'm like i want something so bold and yeah. so i went with like a bright green like complete nice opposite end of the spectrum yeah and and once i got that i'm like you know what like i got to start going with different colors and stuff that's out of my comfort zone because people are yeah. actually complimenting you know They're like oh it's different no i'm all about the i love you know and mind stuff. you they
2: were test suits right so you're supposed to go yeah. with something safe like maybe if it doesn't fit you can still kind of pull it off no sean went with like masters green like like he just won the masters golf <laughs> tournament and i went with yeah, like I a know.
3: lavender purple like
2: no 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 fucks given
3: on it i posted, all posted that on one of my social medias the other day <laughs> and somebody like messaged me like did you win the masters i'm like <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I was like, I wish that'd been awesome.
0: That'd have been awesome. <laughs> have been awesome. The I was like, that would have been sick. Inspiration, right? Can come from anywhere. That's it. Exactly. That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, Masters green. Uh, and mind, on, you. If we
2: if we sent you a video of Sean swinging a golf club, there was no way he was winning the Masters. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, thanks. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Thanks, thanks. You put me on the spot.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I, so I used to be a professional fighter like 20 years ago, right? In a short career, but anytime I've ever played golf, I've, I've come away with an injury. How? Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the least I, impact sport ever. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so I, I, I've, I've uh, pulled a muscle in my rib twice playing golf. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, well, the first time I did it, it was so bad. I was laid up for two days afterwards. I couldn't move. My rib hurt did- so bad.
2: Did you stretch beforehand? That's important. You have to stretch. Yeah, to. of course.
0: Alex, have you
3: ever gotten on a golf course and said, I'm going to go stretch and sit there for like 20 minutes stretching? Like, no. seriously.
2: I, I, I just, it's, it's grip it and golf. rip it, baby. Take out the driver and hit a nice one. And most likely I'll, I'll hook it left, but what are you going to do? Well, Every blue moon, we get that nice 300-yard, you know, straight I drive. Mean, and we're like, that's what makes it work. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I hook it all the time. It just goes like 10 <laughs> feet, and that's it, you know. <laughs> Not too far. <laughs> the worm burner. Yeah, yeah it's like, hits the ground, injury, rides and the, and the Golf's ground. an
0: injury-prone sport, man. It's dangerous shit. I can't I can't mess with yeah. that. Yeah.
3: One wrong one wrong swing or twist, you're done.
0: I go to a Muay <laughs> Thai class or like a grappling class and just, you know, get banged up, no problem. A little bit of <laughs> golf, I'm laid up for two days on muscle relaxers. <laughs> but when you guys were coming up, when you were getting into this and, and talking about was there someone in the space that you really looked up to?
2: Um, within the menswear space, I would probably say –
0: dapper you know, villains, Luca, of course but
2: definitely you know just jay style uh, there's just something about it man i just uh, <laughs> right.
0: uh
2: no it is great
0: but you, you can relate to yeah
2: I, I i can't relate to it, but buddy we're both big brown guys you know it the, the, <laughs> the light colors they work they they accept our skin tone that's why we can pull it off you know yeah. bright pink yellow orange blue whatever it is we can most like ever tried in, ever tried a pink I, I have one pink. Yes. Not, not a, not a cuss. It's off the rack, but um, it doesn't fit anymore, but I do like wearing pink sometimes like pink and jeans for some reason. is like yeah. a go-to go-to to look that I like. Good yeah. Pink, pink and blue.
0: So, so who'd you look up to coming up, Alex?
2: Yeah. I, w- I would say I, I looked up to, to Luca, uh, you know, browsing his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, who else off the top of my head? Um, uh, I believe it's Massimo. I can't remember his last name. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but I can't remember off the. But I would I would say Luca, especially leaning towards that Neapolitan tailoring. You know, I also have the Italian gentleman book, so there's a lot of great, you know, insight in there on kind of different ways people were, you know, constructing their jackets, different patterns, different yeah. colors. Um, serves as a great guide, I think Hugo did a great job with that. So I guess Hugo as well too. You know, anybody who's really um, executing well, double-breasted with wide lapels and, and bright colors and really kind of pushing those boundaries to somebody who I would look up to and, and identify with.
0: Nice. How about you, Nina?
4: I'm going to be
3: honest, not too many people. I mean, um, one big one, I guess he's, he's not that big, but he's got a store in New York, uh, Christopher Corey. Okay. Um, you know, oh, he's a good, good
4: friend.
3: We're, yeah, we're interviewing
1: him tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it's awesome.
3: Yeah. You know, throw out a shout out out there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, his, his bold colors and patterns are, you know, I can really relate to them. I, I really like his style. Nice. It's somebody I've, I've, I've looked, up, looked up to, you know.
0: Awesome. How about now that you guys are in the game? Is there anyone coming up who you like, who you're looking at and you're like, wow, they're, they're doing it right. I
2: was really interested in when you guys interviewed Ezekiel Palmer and when he was talking about track suits yeah um i Mm. think that as we progress to a society where people are going to dress more casually it opens up a a unique problem and potential solution for us as kind of custom clothiers right you will still have that dedicated loyal following of people who will always wear suits like to wear suits you know and shirts pants Mm. everything else but then there's that other group who i think will want more casual wear that can be dressed up and can be dressed down where i think um, track suits and bomber jackets for that matter are two of the biggest trends that I've kind of seen so far a lot of these MTN guys are, are starting to offer these to a lot of their clients so I think that's where things are kind of going um, and it'd be and it's you know interesting to see how we can also position ourselves into that so you know as I said Ezekiel was great on kind of shedding some insight on what he's doing with I believe it's uh, a clothing um, was his kind of tracksuit line that's coming to mm. um, market soon.
0: Yeah, that Rich Fresh was also talking about, uh, you know, that you know he's looking at the, uh, the, the he's big into the tracksuit space and like where does that fit in the sartorial world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Sean? Like anyone that you see coming up that is really killing it?
3: Gonna be honest, uh, uh, the Sartorial Armenians are killing it hard. <laughs> They're coming up big time. <laughs> hey, uh, we forgot to
1: add: you cannot suck your own dick in the show. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, I didn't see that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. No matter how person, flexible no, your yoga body is. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I'm gonna, to be honest, I haven't really paid attention much. Um, you know, I've been we've been focusing on our, our stuff way mm. too much lately um so i've been focusing on that um so i really haven't paid attention you know hey, to any other upcomers probably,
0: sometimes you have to t- yeah. take a moment pop your head up right you know take take yeah take uh, that, take notice of what's going on around you and yeah. and, and that's, and that's the
2: beauty of the our of our partnership mind. as well too right each one of yeah. us brings a unique skill set yeah. to the table where i'm very involved with social media i'm very kind of have my ear to the ground of of what's coming up and um kind of where i think we should go where whereas shant you know having or currently running another business while running ours you know kind of keeps me ground well i guess we both keep each other grounded Mm. for the most part but you know and it's it's definitely important where if i want to go in one direction you know he'll kind of talk me back say let's kind of pull back think about this a little bit and same thing with him if he kind of has an idea but we both kind of play to you know each other's strengths and weaknesses and bring something, you know, unique to the table where we can all say we're doing an equal share, you know, to the company.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's a good partnership. Unlike Jay and I.
2: Yeah, you guys I think just, you know, insult Jay, each other all day. I don't think long. Jay's doing much work, you know. Yeah, Jay's sitting there just,
0: just... He's waiting for his Come mom in. to bring his roti, breakfast roti in.
2: Oh, I'm so hungry
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look up Armenian food in Bangkok because uh
2: You should let us know cuz we'll definitely, you know, we'll do the bar stool pizza review but for Armenian food in Bangkok.
0: Yeah, we've got to, we've got to meet <laughs> up this week, so maybe we meet for Armenian food, Jay.
1: Dude. Does it even do, – do they have it? Let's make it happen. There have, have to be Armenians there. There have to they be, have right? to be. Oh, there has for
0: sure be. there is. You know it's going to be on like Nana. It's going to be in Nana somewhere.
1: I see. Okay. Probably. So is it like Arabic food? Is there anything specific that's Armenian versus
3: everything else? Not really. I mean, everything Middle Eastern is is very similar.
2: And, and I feel like every every country will claim that they were the first originators oh, yeah. of whatever insert dish name here is, yeah. but, you know, on, we have of our them. version of, of rolled grape leaves, right? The Greeks have that, Turks have that, you know, Arabic coffee, Armenian coffee, Turkish coffee, all the same thing.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, it, it's all just, it depends on who you're, like we have meat pies, for example, they're called lemegjun, you know, it's also seen all throughout, it's kind of like Armenian pizza, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of chicken. It's a lot of, you know, grilled meats. Um, also some vegetarian dishes, you know, the, the and, you know, certain salads, um, great hummus. So you're really blending all the cultures that, as we said, you know, we're right smack dab of the Silk Road. So we're having influences from everywhere.
0: Yeah, Jay, I guarantee you, we find a place in Nana. All right, let's do it then. Let's do it. For
1: our, for our meeting this week. Then yeah. Let's go and, for and our meeting back. food. Yeah. Let's back. do a video review. Let's of do a, uh do a of video us. review.
0: Fuck these Armenians.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm up now. I don't see a lot out there. They're
2: trying to rep our... They're trying to destroy our street cred shot in Bangkok. We haven't even gotten there, and they're trying to destroy
0: us. <laughs> I know, right? Like, they can't
2: handle us. I don't think now, they're ready they for know. this. Like,
0: I know, like, they're That's specifically Iranian. Down before you get bigger than us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's okay. I've seen these guys. They have no potential. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like to cancel those two suits, buddy.
2: Yeah. Cancel the suits. <laughs> We're going to cancel that. My like grandfather those. can wait. We'll find another. Irish <laughs> <soldier>. <laughs> uh,
0: how for, how you, know, you talk about your grandfather with his green blazer, which is a really dope, uh, thing, right? Like you have a piece that sort of sets you apart. I mean, how formal do you think guys should be on a daily basis?
2: I say it all, it all depends on, on what the guy's feeling for the day. Yeah. You know, for, for most people, you know, you're feeling, you know, the weather could be raining and crappy. Do you really want to put a suit on? No, probably not. Sweatpants, hmm. track suit, just kind of kick back, relax. But there's other times, you know, you've got a meeting, you got a job interview, you got something, you want to build that confidence. And that's the other thing we focus on is, you know, building people's confidence through clothing.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, when you put on that first jacket that fits you just right, your shoulders go back. You think you command the world and can, you know, impose your will in whatever way you want, and really build up your own like personal confidence. I think those are situations where you should be more formal and it's, it's really based up to how you're feeling.
0: Hmm. Sean, so I know uh, Sean Alexon said you run another business as well. Are you are you pretty formal all day?
3: Uh, I'm absolutely the opposite. I'm more casual in my other business during the day. Um, I do run the used car dealership, so I'm I'm like I'm on the casual end of it all because I'm I'm okay. always so busy. I couldn't do this in a suit all day. But you know, referring back to your other question, I feel like there has to be like a neutral ground in between where you know, how formal you can be and how casual you should be every day.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
3: I'm always, you know, you got to look good at the same time, but you got to be comfortable too.
0: Yeah. I would, I would agree Talk with that. to uh, Kamorowski. He had a, a really interesting take on this is that, you know, you should be dressing for like the job you want, right? Like one mm, level Not the job you have, right? You want to go, right? Not and, the
3: job you have.
0: You know, and he, he's the guy, he was an electrician, right? And he became a foreman just because he wore a button-up shirt to the job site every day and people thought he was in charge everyone else wore like a dirty coffee stained t-shirt you know and he was wearing a a button-up and it just worked for him yeah know, i'm sure those weren't the only reasons i'm sure he he has some skills other than a a button-up shirt but you know it set him (laughs) apart when people looked at the field without knowing anyone they look oh carl's got the button-up he's the boss
2: yeah he looks like like a professional he's here watching over everybody it's yeah it's, it's like that same kind of feeling you have sometimes. Like you walk into a nice men's store and you're the customer, actually. They come over to you like you work here. I'm like, no, I don't work here. I just happen to look good in the clothing I'm wearing.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just know how to put a shirt on. Yeah, like leave me alone. Now, <laughs> now the, the last question we have in this, in this, tent, this new ten is if you could look back and give one piece of style advice to your younger self, what would it mm. be?
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow, there's uh, there's a lot of lessons there. I would, I would say, and and probably most of your people will say fit is always key. So I'm not going to say that. Mine, mine to myself would be, Alexandre, dress for the I guess environment slash time period you're in. You know, I told you guys earlier that I love French cuffs, right? But the other thing I didn't tell you was I also love the contrasting collar and contrasting cuffs. Mm-hmm. Which has an extremely negative connotation here in the United States as being your typical Wall Street banker. Yeah. So a you know 14 or 15 year old looking through Macy's or Brooks Brothers and everything else has no business finding <laughs> contrasting cuff and collar French cuff shirts, <laughs> um and and really making that his life's mission to get only those shirts because that is what happened and I could not. But find that one. was always your style. Yeah, you 15. Not necessarily. It 15. It came. It came a, a little bit. A couple of years later, you know. Once I really got to college, I had the. I'll call it my my glow up period. Um, you know, younger, I would I would like to wear nice clothing, but I would never do my hair. When I got a little older, with the whole fall, you know, beard came in. We did the hair nicely. You know, we really looked put together. Um, but I I would say the most difficult thing I could I could find was you know is those shirts because nobody was making them like why don't people make them they're great you know there was a company called Baccarat. they went out of business mm-hmm. you know brooks brothers had a couple i didn't really like their prices i was 17 so i'm like no i really don't want to buy that um <laughs> and i just i just couldn't find but that was the other thing is you know just for the kind of time period you're in there's a way to do it in a way where um i, I think i kind of pull it off now i'm a little bit older a little bit more mature i can kind of pull off contrast how old are you now i'm 24 oh okay what yeah. about you, Sean? He's old.
3: Twenty-six. Ah, 26. Yeah, no. Getting <laughs> old. He's
0: retiring. Um, so very
1: good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So we should still kill them. They they have a lot yeah. of years to do podcasts. Yeah, they,
0: they got energy. <laughs> yeah. They can catch I, up. On I them. thought
1: I thought Alexan was fifty or something. So I was like, yeah. yeah.
2: Everybody <laughs> says that, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a what is it? Um, twenty-four year old with the, the soul of a fifty year old. You know.
3: <laughs> nice. Or just, no, soul. you seem
1: like an OG. You you you're very OG. Old soul. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. You got to be careful when he compliments him; it gets to his head. Yeah, he he's having a boner yeah.
1: right
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> he's got a rage under, under that
1: table. <laughs> raging hard,
3: yeah, 100%. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> what about you, Sean? What What would you tell your younger self?
3: Uh, I would tell myself to get rid of my highlights. <laughs> and to, <laughs> I was I was very bold when I was younger. You know, when I was 15, Yeah, I had blonde highlighted hair. And it was just uh-huh. a mess. I, you know, I would tell myself to, to fit in more with, like, Alex said, you know, with what's going on around, mm. um, definitely. I mean, I was, my suits would never fit me. Nothing would, you know, look good on me. I used to wear button-up shirts with, like, my sleeves rolled up because I thought that was, like, the cool thing. Like, I had, had mm. sleeves that looked good rolled up. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely.
2: You bring definitely up an interesting... You bring up an interesting point, though, Sean, right? With with suits never fitting you well when you were younger. And I think a lot of Americans, maybe people all over the world, frankly, you know, when, when your parents are buying you clothes, they're not buying it necessarily so it fits you. You're going to grow into that thing because yeah. <laughs> they're tired of spending more and more money on, yeah. on more clothing. So, yeah. you know, you may get one suit, might feel a little big. Yeah, he'll grow into it. Don't worry about it. He's only going to wear it for like an hour um and then kind of the light bulb clicks on in your own head and you're like this really doesn't fit like it's either tight or it's really big like i think i should get this figured like, out
3: being on the smaller end of things like i used to get this these suits and stuff that used to be so boxy and baggy on me and i'm like i'm not gonna grow yeah. into them so i'm right you know and it's just it looks so bad i look back at pictures now and i'm just like oh thank god i'm out of that and like yeah. you know i have sartorial armenians going on now where i can actually <laughs> get the shit that i really want and that i <laughs> that fits me right
0: fits right yeah Fit is so key right and and yeah,
2: you feel yeah. bad too right Your your parents ask you, oh do you need anything you know do you need any you know pants do you need anything i'm like i mean yes but i also don't want you shopping for me right now because yeah. i know what you're gonna come back with and i thank you for for the gesture i really like appreciate it right, butt- like, i mean even 15. even
1: for a guy with an athletic body like sean um a bad uh, an ill-fitted suit could look terrible
4: hmm. yeah like,
1: yeah. uh if you don't keep the corners and all that shit like it could look so bad uh so yeah, yeah i see what you mean
0: i think for a guy with like with a build like sean too it's, it's probably even worse like if the fit's not good because you're, you're missing out like on it, you sort of expect it to look good there's an expectation that you know it's going the fit's gonna be right you know it's gonna take away from so much other stuff whereas like if if i wear a suit that doesn't fit well it's just like hey, he's a big dude and it doesn't fit yeah. no big deal yeah,
4: yeah. But,
2: like i wear suits to help uh, accentuate me to make me look skinny for shant who's already skinny the suit also has to be skinny or it's going to have like the opposite effect of what he wants yeah. and he's to like, compliment I mean, I, him I
3: think, more i think that's why i go with like the slimmer fit you know lines and yeah. I right, stop yeah, bragging. bragging. Stuff that we do, I mean,
0: just, <laughs> well, you know, I like, stop I didn't bragging, even know yeah, the like, you know? top button on a shirt until I was like in my thirties. I had a twenty-two inch neck, and so when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I had to wear a tie every day. I could never like a, an off-the-rack shirt maybe goes to nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. I had a twenty-two inch neck, and I had a, my, my jacket size is like a, a fifty-six, at mm. right, my shoulders. So I'm like trying to get uh, the button done, and you know, nothing ever fit how t- right. How tall are you, Dana? Six one. Okay, not too bad.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, even All if you, even if you do an off-the-rack tie, right? If you want to tie like a full Windsor, double Windsor knot, it's never gonna come out right. Especially no. if you're a big guy, it's gonna end up to like the middle of your stomach. You're like, exactly. Well, well now what? Now you're gotta compromise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've stopped wearing ties now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Neckerchief, man. You it's go like, with the neckerchief. Game changer.
2: Pull off the ascot
0: look. We'll talk. We'll talk. We got we got some stuff in the works. But yeah, yeah, you're right about the knot. Like I can't tie a uh, I can't tie a full Windsor because there's not enough tie, and I'm all torso. Right, I'm six one, but I've only got a uh, a 28 inch inseam, so I'm all torso. So it just it, it's oh like boy. it's like here. Oh, so you need a super <laughs> long tie then? Yeah,
3: that was like when I first met Alex, and I was saying, you know, all he would wear is ties, like he just wore ties all the time. He's like, wear a tie. I'm like, no shirts, no
0: pants, just ties. Yeah, no, no just, just ties. Tie. Just
3: to wear a tie. He'd let it hang, you know.
0: Yeah. feeling the breeze (laughs) double tie yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) Let it hang yeah i mean it's you know it's interesting that when you when you look back right like and and this is one of the things jay and i have talked about like when we look back at like our styles too is like you know you you have a couple wake-up moments like when you like really think about like oh did i really do that okay denim condoms it was
4: (laughs) <laughs> i mean i,
2: I have some moments, right? condoms <laughs> uh, you know i i used to i guess i never watched miami vice but it was not, always that miami vice style the bright pink, yeah the bright powder blue i was like on like no like it's, yeah. it's just it's gonna be a no it, yeah it's all about developing that that style that's that's yours and until you do that you're not gonna know i mean you can mm. you can tell somebody you can tell your kid you can tell a client of yours like yeah, you can you can try all these different things, but unless they really under kind of understand it for themselves, no. you're never really gonna learn.
0: For sure. Mm. Right? Mistakes are a great teacher.
3: They are.
0: Oh yeah. With that being said, guys, we gotta wrap this up. I appreciate you taking the time, you know, coming this on, having a good time fun. with us, joking about uh, super fun. T- joking about back. prostitutes we, and drugs and, and talking 100%. about force. and Armenian food in Bangkok. Armenian food in dude, Bangkok. It we're going to make yeah. it happen this week. We're going uh, to make for it anyone happen. Listen, where can they find more about uh, Sartorial Armenians? So, follow us on Instagram at the Sartorial Armenians. Same thing on
2: Facebook, the Sartorial Armenians. Nice. And um, our website, www.sartorialarmenians.com.
0: Awesome. You'll you see so his much, Rolex
1: God. on the website. I saw it. I saw his website just now. You'll see
2: Sean's Rolex. Yep. I
0: told you, like every week we get like 20, 30 listeners from Armenia. So, you guys, check out the, uh, your, your <laughs> yes. American uh, compatriots over in, uh, on the East Coast there, Satorial Armenians. Until next All time, All right, guys. Stay dapper. Stay dapper. Stay villainous. Stay